Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. Jay Till, we are live yet again at Chalk Sports Bar up here. It's Wednesday, May 19th. We're here over the lunch hour. We've got the PGA Championship coming up this weekend, my friend. We've got a slick, slick Michelob Ultra golf bag that we're going to be giving away this weekend as well. So come up here, draw a golfer out of the hopper, and uh, if your golfer wins the tournament this weekend, you will be walking away with this slick Mickey Ultra golf bag, my friend. But uh, how are you doing today, man? Welcome. Doing well. I am fired up. Happy to be here at my favorite place in Oklahoma City, bar none, Chalk Sports Bar. Staring across the uh, dining room here at one of our favorite podcast contributors, Mr. Scooter Gers. He has organized our PGA Championship live draft that we do each and every major. We are fired up about that. Going to be bringing that to you live here in the, the coming moments. Uh, and then on top of that, I just can't wait to dive into my order of fried deviled eggs, which I uh, have coming. I say, have you made that order it's, yet? Oh, so I, mean, I think when I walk in the well, door, the first thing they you just do go you ahead get here, and yeah. I don't even have to say anything the use? anymore. Yeah, give yeah. me the use. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm excited to be here. And I think any time that we are uh, doing it live, as uh, we are apt to do, we, we have to hear from our man, uh, Big Bill O'Reilly, and his thoughts on the matter. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Yeah, it gets a little blue after <laughs> that. So blue. try to try to keep it PG here. Yeah, so, but uh, Bill O'Reilly, yeah, famous clip there. Absolutely love it. We'll do it live, Jay Till. Now we've got a lot going on. As you mentioned, fantasy golf draft coming up here with our man uh, Scooter Gers uh, acting as commissioner this year, and you actually have the number one pick my friend now now it's a rather dubious, dubious. honor dubious. Uh, to have the number one over pick uh, no number one overall pick i should say because uh, like most other sporting competitions if you have the number one pick then that means that you finished dead last uh, in the last one right well i'll get out in front of this and let everybody know i've had the number one pick two times in a row now because uh, finished dead last the players finished dead last the masters we are trying to either get off the dead last schneid or maybe i'm just gonna lean into it and try to go five for five that's always the last. thing with fantasy sports it's almost as difficult if not more difficult to lose every game finishing dead last as it is to go undefeated and win it right so, so I'm, I'm gonna mean, you're, I'm gonna, you're on track i'm here. gonna trust the process special yeah. and just uh continue to go with my gut and hopefully continue my dead last streak because what a treat that would be to go dead last five for five uh, would take a lot of flack in between the British and next year's players would that happen. But, you know, I need some character building, so maybe that would help me out, all the all the trash talk I would get thrown my way. Nonetheless, as soon as anyone besides the three of us show up, we will commence the draft and uh, soon-to-be-announced number one pick. Until we get there, Keith, let's talk a little bit about Kiowa. The Ocean Course, we uh, covered it in depth on the uh, regular Monday pod. But, you know, folks might be just waking up from a long slumber and uh, need some more PGA preview. So let's let's dive in, bud. Tell me what you're uh, most excited about for this week's PGA Championship. Yeah, I'm hoping that there will be weather uh, this mm. week. And, weather, and that, that's a rather, you know, uh, blanket, uh, ambiguous well, statement. We, there, there will be weather. wind. Yeah, yeah. There, there will be weather, but uh, I, I'm talking nasty, ugly weather. Now, not to the point to where we have delays, right? So you don't want to see lightning and storms and things of that nature. But a little bit of wind, 
maybe some sprinkles to kind of go along with it, but but most certainly the wind. That's what we want to see popping up down there uh, in South Carolina this week to make this course play even tougher. You know, I think you had you had maybe phrased it as a you know U.S. Open light uh, with the difficulty of Kiowa Island, the ocean course there, and what the expectations are. Super long, man. So again, almost tipping out at 8,000 yards. Right, we're going to be in the 7,800 range, uh, depending upon where the tees are each and every day. So I think it's going to play tough. Uh, a si- well, 70, 69 is probably a really good score on any given yeah, day. Yeah, I, I got some bad news for you. Just ideal conditions. Uh, we right now, as we sit here on Wednesday the 20th, before the opening, uh, excuse me, Wednesday the 19th, before the opening round tomorrow on Thursday, are looking at um, highs of 77, 78, 80, and 85. Uh, wind not getting above 16 miles an hour. Mm. Uh, the entire time. Now, I will say 10 to 15 miles an hour off the ocean is a lot different than 10 to 15 out at Twin Hills. You get 10 or 15 mile an hour at Twin Hills, it's a nice day here in Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, quite a bit different out uh, on the ocean front. So it's not going to be a dome, but I don't think it's going to be the uh, even a day of the uh, you know, biblical conditions we would like to see these guys tested by. But as all of us in Oklahoma are well well-versed in, forecasts can change on a dime, uh, and certainly the case when it comes to coastal areas. But uh, here's here's holding that hope that you get what you want, because I know you're excited about that uh, possibility of having the wind, having the little bit of rain, really test these guys. You mentioned it being long. I, I tell you what, Keith, I'm not sure that they can make a golf course long enough for these guys anymore, especially the guys – uh, kind of at the top of the scene, very few guys in the top 10, 15 in the world uh, would be considered short hitters. I mean, everybody's getting it out there, 320, 325, carrying it 300. And when you can do that, you know, how long the golf course uh, plays is, is somewhat irrelevant. But going to be a tough test. Um, if we even get a sparse amount of wind, we should see um, – some uh, higher scores. I, <clears throat> I was uh, reminded that back in 2012, the one day that the wind did blow, the average score that day was a six over par 78. Wow. Okay. So that's what wind can do uh, and then challenge these guys who even back then in 2012 were, were bombing it. So looking forward to that. And um, I'm also looking forward to the commencement of our draft here, which I think we're about to get started with shortly. Uh, not to let the cat out of the bag, but maybe we briefly go over the folks that we picked uh, to farewell. Uh, I know that, uh, at least on the uh, the official pod, you had, um, I believe it was Jordan Spieth as your top 10 lock. That's right. And then, uh, I believe... Um, who was your winner? Remind Dustin Johnson. Dustin, yeah, going DJ, back to DJ, January with right, the pod, DJ. the start of the year pod that we did with our man Chad Ford. Uh, DJ at seventeen to one, eighteen to one. I think his odds actually went up a little bit. Spieth at fourteen to one. I had Zalatoris as the cut maker at sixty to one, and then Cooch, Matt Coocher at one hundred and fifty to one as the dark horse. You're going with the Spaniard. Right, uh, which I think his odds, he's up there bouncing around. He's got as, good uh, odds. Uh, one I, of the, one I, of the I favorites, you, right? Since, since I made one. that pick, I saw him with a couple of comments that might be considered complaining. Um, you never want to ride the guy who, before the tournament even starts, seems to be making some excuses. Uh, but 
at the same time, he seems to play well, and he is kind of an excuse-making, whiny guy. It's um, a European thing, I think. Not to piss off our listeners in Germany. Again, we're huge in Germany. Huge in Germany. Well, he's a Spaniard. So, so, that's right. You know, so. I don't know the Germans would probably be fine with pissing all over the Spaniards. Nonetheless, uh, John Rahm was my pick on the pod. Um, I feel like um, really feel good about Daniel Berger. He is straight vibing. He's Top been a popular lock. pick. A lot, a lot of sharps are, are, are laying some shekels on him this week, man. So there's something about the vibes going on right now. Thirty to one. I've seen it vary between twenty eight up to thirty two to one. So somewhere in that ballpark. But thirty to one right well, now is what we'll call it. Well, let, let's just go ahead and dive right in. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and make the uh, the official first pick of the uh, the Chalk Fantasy Golf Group uh, PGA Championship Draft. Again, dubious distinction of having the first pick. Two majors now. In a row, uh, I'm actually going to um, – uh, my man Ben Mason said it's not uh, lack of integrity to not pick who I picked at the beginning of the year. It's as uh, simple as hedging. But that's my official kind of uh, public-facing pick out there on the podcast, and this is a much more intimate affair. So I'm going to go with Xander Shoffley wow. with the first pick. The X-Man. In the draft. Uh, absolute top five machine at majors has had trouble getting it done but you don't really have to pick the winner in the fantasy golf draft you got to pick folks who are making the cut that's right he is certainly going to do that he is coming in in fine form top five finish at the masters and so give me the x-man mr shoffley to uh be the first pick in the draft and what's what Shoffley going at uh, going off at right? So our 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 price for golfer ties into the world golf rankings, right? So usually you know your most expensive golfers are six, seven, eight bucks, and then the average is probably in the two fifty range, right? Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, so you're exactly right. Uh, your world ranking, which uh, world ranking is a very complicated formula, uh, but for example, Dustin Johnson is the highest ranked. Uh, player in the world golf rankings at a 10.59 is his ranking, which again, you don't have to understand what that means other than higher the better. And uh, therefore, his price would be $10.59 in our draft. Xander is currently the fifth ranked player in the world. Excuse me, fourth. I was going to say top five, probably. Fourth fourth ranked player in the world, up one spot from last week. Um, He is a $7.19 buy uh, here from the, from the Mish. So I feel like there's a little bit of value there, and on top of that, he's a lot to make the cut, which is all that somebody who's trying to get off the schneid is looking for right now. So yeah, give me the X-Man, and we will check back in from time to time on, on different folks' picks. Uh, I believe that one of our absolute uh, favorite insurance salesmen, among other things, uh, Anthony Garcia, that's the second pick. Not the here clock. today on in person, clock. best I can tell, looking across the packed chalk dining hall. But uh, as we continue to progress and we hear different picks, we'll, we'll break them down, beat them up, uh, say why those guys are going to do terrible. But, uh, yeah, give me Xander, and then uh, we'll check in uh, here in a few minutes and see uh, some other picks that have been made from our illustrious crew. I see Scooter here. see our man Abe Henry. Absolutely. Uh, just a menace in the uh, in the insurance game over there at Northwest Mutual. Ben here running the show as always. So a small but mighty crowd uh, in terms of our golf group. I'm sure some other folks will pull in tardy um, 
to the proceedings. Yeah, that's that's typical of these guys. But, uh, you know, they're showing on the big screen now, on one of the many, many, many big screens here at 106. Chalk. The, the favorite on the range right now, Mr. Rory McIlroy, right? Betting odds favorite, I think roughly 10 to 1, 11 to 1 here. Two-time PGA champion, Jay Till, uh, a guy that you absolutely love to hate. Ah, um, no, 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 no. We need, what, let's roll that back. I do I not know. hate Rory. I don't know about there that. There is no hate at all. A lot of backhanded compliments. Uh, the passive deal aggressive. with Rory is I actually love Rory. I love him so much that I've had to let him go. Because when the man consistently is choking it off or hurt sometimes. hurts you too much, right? He's hurt me too much. Yeah. Uh, it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. And that's where I'm at with Rory. I would love to see him come back from the absolute dead. He's been pronounced dead. He's been six feet under for about 18 months now. Uh, should he uh, pull a Lazarus and win a meaningful golf tournament? Would love it no more um, than I would love any of other horses, such as Hovland, um, Sung Jay. I'd put him in that category. Really love Rory, but again, uh, it's been burned too many times. Okay. Well, well, speaking of pulling a Lazarus, Jay Till, we've got some competitive golf going on today, my friend. Out west, Albuquerque, uh, the NCAA regionals there, the Oklahoma Sooners, the number one overall seed. They were on life support as of yesterday, my friend. So several strokes out of it. Right. Top five teams from each regional move on to the NCAA championships out in Scottsdale at Greyhawk. The Sooners six under today. Uh, and have moved up into a tie for fifth right now at nine under overall. They're gaining on those ahead of them, Arizona State, A&M, Oregon State, Texas Tech. The leader right now from a team standpoint at 18 under from an overall perspective. But it looks like Coach Hibble got the boys motivated last night. I'm, I'm sure there was probably some ass chewings uh, being doled out, <laughs> if I had to guess, knowing, Two, knowing Coach Hibble the way that we do. Two nights in a row. But it has worked. And so uh, OU – Coming around now, my friend, so looking like the – playing like the number one overall seed finally at a course that, you know, as Coach Hibble had said after the first round, you know, can yield some birdies, right? So some sure. par fives out there, a couple short par fours, saying, hey, look, if we just go out and birdie those holes, then we're right back in this thing. Obviously, that's how it's panning out today as of 11.39 a.m. Central time. Yeah, so, so be we – Yeah, we're going to we're gonna obviously be uh, – on the pod for hour hour and a half and so we'll be following this very closely as we have been the last two days uh ou is currently minus seven for the day which is the low round uh, from a team perspective that has vaulted them from uh, where they entered the day at ninth and solo well outside up to solo fifth uh and one clear of sixth uh gaining on fourth so they're doing what they needed to do but they've got to keep it up because they have no margin for error unlike their we'll call them rivals up the interstate in Stillwater who absolutely put on a shell shacking of the field at the Stillwater Regional out at Karsten Creek Uh, OSU uh, buoyed by a absolute all-star lineup of Austin Eckrode, Bo Jin Amon Gupta, the whole gang played well. It all added up to a minus 28 yeah. under Video par too, shot really well. finish. Yeah. Uh, 11 under just in their third round and uh, final round yesterday. Ran away as the uh, regional champions up in 
Stillwater by a full 14 strokes over the University of Illinois fighting Illini. Uh, Everybody besides OSU really faded. In fact, they were not only the low score of the day, they were the only under par score of all 13 teams that were teeing it up in Stillwater. So that should tell you, you know, they were – 12 shots better than the next closest and squad that, yesterday's round. Yeah, yeah, just so, in yesterday's round. Yeah. Illinois was under par overall for the whole uh, whole three days, or two days, really, right? So the weather, played 30, 36 holes on Monday. Monday. And you actually uh, spent a little time up at Carson Creek yesterday afternoon in between yeah, the weather well, delays. I, you know, I actually spent a decent amount of time up there, <laughs> but only a little bit of time watching golf because uh, kind of set up shop in the media center and got through a couple of, uh, of morning time YMCA meetings trying to work hard for the folks out there in the trenches and then transitioned to a little bit of unpaid work as the uh, the YSO intern, if you will, and uh, got to follow Ekrot for uh, two holes before they blew the horn and then spent another hour and a half in the uh, media center firing out our most recent You're Still Out newsletter, That's which right. if folks aren't on that mailing list, uh, just hit me up on Twitter at golf and I can make sure you're added to the list. Why don't you throw the email out there as well? Yeah, the email. You have to remind me what it is. It's, a, it's a, <laughs> at ysogolfpodcast at gmail.com, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, ysogolfpodcast at gmail.com is where you can uh, subscribe to that newsletter. Got some great feedback yesterday after firing that out. So blessing in disguise to have a little bit of a weather delay. But then they fired it back up about 1.30, and I got another couple hours of uh, following folks. Just kind of ended up camping out on a couple holes so I could make sure and see all the OSU guys come through. Uh, the par 3-7th, which for them is a short <laughs> par 3 at about 160 yards. Uh, all four of the OSU guys that came through hit absolute darts. Um, I believe three of the four made birdie on that hole. And, again, they were just on fire yesterday. Got to spend a little bit of time uh, with Alan Bratton. Uh, obviously tough to get an interview when he's out there coaching, but he talked a lot about uh, Matty Wolf in 2018 at the NCAA championship um, and some of the shots he was hitting that were unbelievable at the time. Uh, they're on a particular par 5-8 where he was just bombing it down in this low spot, making it, turning it into a par 4. And uh, my, how the game has changed in even three short years because – all three of the OSU guys that I saw tee off on that hole hit it into that same spot that Coach Bratton was raving about. So, uh, very interesting. And then, uh, speaking of Matty Wolf, saw him out there yeah. following the guys. I was shocked to see him because it is a major week for those uh, who haven't heard. And so, he's obviously not teeing it up down in South Carolina, still dealing with injuries, poor form, a combination of all those things. And so, kind of cool. Uh, in one sense, to see him out at Karsten. In another sense, not cool at all. Yeah. We'd much rather see we, him. We, we'd down rather in South not Carolina. see him there this week, right? So, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. So, uh, well, well, Jay Till, you know, one of the things that we were texting about yesterday uh, on the group text with some guys was the pairings, right? So, the pairings were released yesterday. Uh, that was before we did the pod on Monday um, afternoon. Uh, but, um, you know, there is a pairing between 8.22 a.m. local time and 8.44 a.m. tomorrow. Three pairings. Lee Westwood, Vic Hovland, and Xander Shoffley, your number one overall pick here in the fantasy draft, 
followed up by Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and Brooks Kepka. May have heard of those names. Mm-hmm. And then followed up 11 minutes later with Colin Morikawa, Bryson DeChambeau, and Hideki Matsuyama. If those three names ring a bell, those are the last three major champions, which used to be a tradition, right, of the PGA, always at the end of the season, right? They would group the, the, the Masters winner, the prior U.S. Three. Open, and the Open Championship winner, typically. Yeah, which but, they still do. Yeah, um, yeah. It just happens to be, you know, over uh, a couple, you know, right. kind of different, different calendar uh, years. Different uh, timing of the events now uh, with regards to that. But, man, that 20-minute span might be the time to tune in, right? So those those would be the three feature groups that you'd probably want to follow tomorrow, right? Absolutely. Those are three awesome groups, and I'm sure all three of those will be heavily featured on the ESPN Plus coverage of the tournament. That is where you're going to have to dial in early. Now, I will say, absolute saturation of television coverage uh, for the PGA Um Brought to you by ESPN Plus before it transitions to see ESPN and then CBS in the afternoons. Uh, but yes, that one hour or thirty minute span featuring uh, a lot of not only hot golfers but major winners, uh, names that everybody knows. Just absolutely thrilled to see what Vic Hovland does this weekend. Uh, I was really close to making him my number one pick, uh, just because I love to root for the guy. Uh, so we'll see who's available. You know, you know how this works. Kind of getting back to our draft, and uh, we'll dive into more pairings as the as the time goes on here. But uh, the, you know, the also the worst part about the number one pick is that you don't pick again until, yeah. in our case, the twenty sixth. Circle pick. back around. Yep. So snake draft, meaning that the last pick of the first round gets the first pick of the second round, and uh, the Mish not going to be turning up with another pick until. Number 26, so we'll see what slouches are available way down there. God knows nobody is going to win the back tournament. You get back to back there, right? But I will say your pick is coming up very quickly. You have the ninth overall pick out of 13, which means you fared fairly well at the Masters. Uh, any uh, leans on who you might be taking here? I don't know where we are in the proceedings uh, in terms of what number pick we're on right now. Breaking but, uh, news. Breaking, breaking news. news. The pick is in. The pick is the in. The pick is uh, in. Our man Scooter Gers kind of gave me the lay of the land there. Uh, ben Mason, somehow, Dustin Johnson dropped all the way to eight. He took him right before me, so I wasn't able to take DJ, but I'm going to go with the big golfer, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh. I, I think a guy, again, that's going to be a long course. Uh, it's going to play to his strengths in that regard. Uh, now, can he keep it together from a mental standpoint? Uh, for you those know, first two rounds, but I think he's I think he's solid to make the cut. Hopefully, right? the listeners uh, would agree with what I'm about to say. And when we give DAP on this pod, it's meaningful and it's sincere because we also give out uh, less than DAP whenever it is justified. And I gotta say, I like to think we keep it real. I gotta say, I hate that pick. And let me tell you why. Okay, let me tell you why. Um, Bryson has way too much going on in his head. He's trying to figure out everything, calculate everything down to the the, 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 uh, the mist on the ball. Kiowa is a place where there is a tremendous amount of visual deception, uh, carries. Uh, obviously, you talked about the wind earlier. That doesn't seem like an environment Bryson thrives in. The, the more variables, the worse for Bryson. Now, I suppose you could go, you could flip that on me and say counterpoint is if there's anybody who can deal with it as many variables as possible it is Bryson because he's so scientific but uh, the length is huge but I just talked about everybody's long right and and is another 20 yards that Bryson can do it 
uh, that big of an advantage at a place like Kiowa where it's more about being in the right spot even though the golf course is long. So I know that Bryson is going to knock off a major this year. This could be the year, but I don't know. I just don't know if that's the right pick for I'll this particular sure golf course. I'll be sure to record this clip whenever he's lifting the trophy on Sunday afternoon. I would we'll love play, to be wrong we'll for you, We'll play this back on Monday. No on the, one on I would like to, next week, to, to so. see uh, to come out victorious other than myself, uh, than, my, than my podcast duo partner. But just got to keep it real with you. Oh, that's I, fair. Always, that's fair. always going to keep I, it real. I want you to keep me in check from time to time. No, I mean, obviously, we're, we're multitasking here, right? So we're doing the podcast. Uh, we're, we're overstimulated as it is with all these TV screens here. I which mean, is we got we, easy. Keith mentioned yeah. the regional uh, scoreboard is up. We got 105 other TVs on all sorts of different sports. And on top of that, right in front of us, we have a unique and special giveaway right. going on. Right. Tell the folks about that, Keith. Yep. Got to come out to chalk here. Uh, this afternoon and probably uh, still will be up tomorrow morning whenever things unfold uh, if there's still a couple names left there we got about 60 names in the hopper here the top 60 from an odds perspective to win the pga championship come out draw a name out of the hopper we'll take your information if your golfer lifts the trophy on sunday afternoon it's the wanamaker trophy right or is that the u.s it's, open it's trophy? The I think it's the wanamaker trophy PGA. largest yeah. trophy yeah. in golf yes um, and i'm a trophy nerd right so that's probably the only trophy. reason why i remember the name uh, you so. need a whole other shelf for this one because yeah. it is yeah. ginormous uh, two of our guys, the aforementioned uh, Abe Henry, Father Abraham, and then our man, uh, the Dark Knight, Mr. J.K., uh, just pulled some names out of the hopper. We are hearing that Abe drew uh, – who was that, Abe? Hatton. Tyrell. Lord Tyrell Hatton, oh, a uh, trendy pick, angry actually, English this week. Uh, Joel Knight. Joel. Oh, Willie Z. I love that, Joel. Willie Z, I love it. A love great it. Fun pick. guy to root for, right? So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He, great caddy in his own right for Happy Gilmore back in the day. The, the caddy, Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> uh, so those are two very, very intriguing I names. I like this. Uh, should either uh, Will or Lord Tyrell win, uh, these guys will be taking home a spectacular-looking yeah. Now, Ultra now our man pack. Joel Knight has a little bit of touch whenever it comes to fantasy golf. Uh, I think he's done pretty well in Wasn't the DraftKings. Sure draft uh, well, I mean, you know, I could, we're trying to keep it PG here, oh, yeah, right? Okay. So handsome devil that he is. But um, he's done pretty well in the fantasy golf realm here uh, over the last month or so. And I, I think you even made a fairway finder appearance uh, here in the last week. Isn't that right, Joel? He did. Finished in the trying, money. Trying to the share, share some of that uh, expertise with the with our listeners. Yeah, I love it. I you love know, it. Joel, Joel kind of likes to play the all shucks. You know, good to see you guys. Kind of just happy to be here. But don't let him Ruthless you. competitor he underneath. Knows Knows what's what, and he is not afraid to go in for the kill when it is predicated. So you better look out. We'll share Joel's picks with you here. Uh, those might be some ones you want to take to Vegas. Got to keep an eye on uh, those Joel, Joel, who, who did you pick with your first pick in, in the uh, the fantasy draft? Speed. Uh, right, and he gets his UT man, great, his great Austin um, fellow, uh, Mr. Jordan Spieth. Uh, Joel had the third pick in the draft, taking Spieth, which – Great Who pick. can argue with that? We'll all be rooting uh, for the Speethy one out at Kiowa. So, yeah, I got a lot of stuff happening here at Chalk. Obviously, we'll be posting this well after we're gone. But, uh, you know, get to Chalk over the next four days. They will have golf on wall-to-wall, certainly sound on come Sunday afternoon when things are being decided. And, my goodness, what a place to watch sports. Uh, just gives me the – the happy feels just just being here in the dining hall. So Keith, let's let's kind of go back, talk about a few more pairings as I 
have you get those pulled up. We'll revisit the ones we were just talking about. Um, and, you know, it's kind of interesting. How about Lee Westwood in that pairing? Uh, you know, you wouldn't have thought maybe a year ago that Lee Westwood would be in a feature pairing at a major, yet there he finds himself with Vic Hovland, a young star, and then another in uh, my guy for the week, Xander Shoffley, the right. X-Man. But how about that? Somebody like Lee Westwood. We've had a lot of career resurgences over the last played, six months. Played pretty well at the Byron this past weekend, too. He, was, he did. Uh, I mean, his, a few strokes uh, back, but uh, shot shot well. Anyways. Yeah, he's yeah. a golf uh, magazine cover boy for the month uh, with his uh, – Strapping young feet, well, shouldn't say young, strapping fiance, uh, literally on his back. A uh, very nice cover shot there. Career resurgence. I think he's just reestablished himself. Uh, he's always been a talent uh, among talents out there on tour, both on the European side and over here uh, on the PGA. Yeah, just has never knocked off the big one. So who's to say somebody who is absolutely a great ball striker couldn't contend this week when it is going to take a savvy. A player to, I believe, uh, I agree. win yeah. at, at Kiowa. Yeah, I, I don't know if this has the vibe of a first-time breakthrough uh, winner. Now, and it, it, it did last year, right, with Colin Morikawa, right? It so did, it did, last year was kind of a weird – Yeah, I, I agree. I don't get that vibe. I think you're going to have to have a, a crafty veteran on this one. So, uh, But, you know, you, you talk about some of the other feature groups. I want to take you to the afternoon, Jay Till, and throw a couple out here uh, for you to cuss and discuss while I make my second pick in this fantasy golf draft. But – Phil Mickelson, Jason Day, Podrick Harrington, uh, former PGA winners, right, in the afternoon. John Rahm, the Spaniard, Tommy Fleetwood, and Patrick Reed, the man you love to hate, uh, one of the many you love to hate. And then our man Spieth, Webb Simpson, and Willie Z. Uh, tee off at 158 local time there. So that, those are some fun groups, right? Well, I think uh, if you want to get a little provocative, let's go to that P. Reed group uh, there with Johnny Rahm and Tommy Fleetwood. You know, Tommy is going to take on the uh, the role of caretaker in that group because uh, if anybody has ever needed to be babysat, it's definitely Patrick Reed. And then on top of that, you got John Rahm and his uh, outburst that he's known for. But when I passionate. talk, very when passionate, I, very passionate, very passionate. When I talk provocative, I actually have to say, I like it when you talk provocative. If I wasn't firmly against cheating, as I am. I would actually put Patrick Reed at the top of my list of folks who are going to contend this week. I would be great short game, could scramble, get up and down. Shocked if Patrick Reed does not finish in the top ten and is right there on Sunday, actually even finishing top five. Because as you just mentioned, the guy's a wizard, getting himself out of tough spots. Now sometimes that's because he's breaking the rules to be able to do it, but many times it's because he's an absolute wizard not only around the greens, but even getting himself out of tight spots uh, when he's a little bit out of position, you know, hitting shots that get himself up around the green and give him a chance to save par. And uh, even though I do think the scoring will probably be better than we think um, from a carnage perspective, um, making a par when you are staring double in the face is something that Patrick Reed has absolutely made a career of. And so uh, – Although I don't like doing it, I would point folks to Patrick Reed as a contender this weekend. Um, I think that's a comfortable pairing for him. Tommy Ladd's a great guy. Um, when Johnny Rahm is not having those outbursts, he seems to be a treat to be around. So uh, they're going to be so involved in their own games, probably not going to be able to call out all of Reed's antics. So I like Reed a lot this weekend. 
No, you, uh, you're right. So, uh, but as the great Al Bundy once said, Till, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? So the man that scored four touchdowns at Polk High uh, way back in the day. So I'm not, not going to cuss him a whole lot there. Uh, he, uh, he Fair certainly, enough. certainly tries. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll give him that. But, uh, you know, I, I want to, you know, another late pairing here. I think maybe one of the last pairings to go off tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we talked about him on the pod on Monday night, but uh, hometown boy Dustin Johnson. Paired with Shane Lowry, a former Open champion, and then Sergio Garcia, uh, the other Spaniard that uh, uh, we tend to hmm. think of from a PGA standpoint. I think that's going to be an interesting group to follow as well. I, I like that group. Well, yeah. I mean, that <clears throat> probably uh, couldn't get three different uh, personality types in one group. Then DJ, Shane Lowry, and Sergio. Obviously, DJ... Uh, plays the part very well of the nonchalant, doesn't really give a flip about anything when he's sauntering down the fairways. Uh, you have the smiley, very affable Irishman in Shane Lowry. Yeah, seems like a good dude. Yeah, yeah seems like somebody you definitely want to tip a pint yeah, back with. I agree. And then obviously the petulant child that is Sergio Garcia. The uh, excuse the break in from yeah, uh, from uh, SVP there. Um, and so, yeah, that is interesting from a personality standpoint. Obviously, nothing seems to bother Dustin, and so he should be able to not have Sergio's uh, antics set him back too much. Uh, probably Lowry's more the one to worry about from that perspective. But, you know, of those three, you still got to love DJ, even coming into this event. You know, a little bit of the question mark and what's going on with him, having withdrawn from a couple of events uh, as recent as last week at the Byron. Uh, but... It's one of those guys who you wouldn't – you'd kind of look back if he shoots, you know, 600 after the first day. You'd say, oh, my gosh, I'm such an idiot for not picking Dustin. Yep, yep. At the same time, he's been in bad form and uh, wouldn't surprise you if you missed the cut. So, you know what, in the gambling world, if you're not sure what's going to happen, what do you do? You stay away from the uh, from the chalk in this case, although you had no choice. You don't want to stay away from this chalk. You want to stay away from that chalk, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, well, JT, I want, let's zoom back out a little bit here as we're getting close to coming back around for your second and third picks here uh, in the uh, fantasy golf draft that uh, Scooter is doing such a good job of conducting as the uh, commish here for us. But, you know, zoom back out. Golf news in general, right? Story uh, that uh, popped up this morning. Uh, Steve Stricker obviously going to be captaining the Ryder Cup. We were talking to Scooter right before we got on the pod that uh, things are going to open back up. And open back up in the sense of what I mean, the fans. There's going to be 100% attendance right, right, right. at the Ryder yeah, Cup is what hear. it seems. Great Whistling straights uh, up in Wisconsin. But, uh, uh, again, hometown boy, right? I always love those stories. Steve Stricker going to be the captain. And, uh, and Steve, uh, actually, some you know again, news that popped up this morning that he may bring Tiger Woods into the fold with regards to, you know, an assistant captain, uh, some some sort of uh, advisory role, uh, advisory role, if I could talk, or am- ambassadorial, whatever you want to sure. call it. But would l- be awesome to see the big cat out there prowling around Whistling Straits, kind of helping the guys uh, kick the Europeans' butt uh, there in the Ryder Cup. But uh, here's what Steve had to say whenever asked about Tiger. I've talked to him. Uh you know, I don't know if we're there yet to to uh, to commit to him being there. Um, you know, he's still got a lot going on, and uh, his spirits are great, though, uh, as of late. And uh, we just were on a Zoom call with him just this last week, and uh, he seems like he's in a better place. He's, like I said, though, he's still got some ways to go. Um, but, 
yeah, you know, I'd love to have him there. Who wouldn't, right? The guys really uh, respect him, and, and uh, he, he did a great job, obviously, as a captain, but he was an assistant captain of mine in 17 and uh, of the President's Cup, and he, he, uh, he, was, he was unbelievable. I mean, he, he would do anything for you, and he's totally, totally vested in the situation and, and the process, and uh, almost to the point of he's on it so early and so much that you're like, dude, it's, we still got months to go yet, but he, uh, he's really good at, at being there and being an assistant, and I'd love to have him be there if, if, you, if it's at all possible. How much do you want? Yeah, so cool to hear Steve say that uh, about Tiger there. I, I don't know what the preparation might be, right? Is he watching film? Is he breaking down film? What, what would you do leading up to that for, you know, some sort of vice captain <laughs> role? Or, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really know what the vice president does, so I definitely don't know what the vice captain would, would well, do you know, on, we on learned, a Ryder Cup team. We learned team, that right? Lieutenant Governor Pinnell's main role is in tourism and branding, so maybe there is an actual distinct role for the vice president, uh, I guess he's the like the president of the Senate, so he has a role. Tiebreaker, I believe, is another way to put that. I think that's right. And then, you know, vice captains on the Ryder Cup squads, President's Cup squads, uh, there are multiple. And so I'm sure that <clears throat> their main role is uh, with, you know, 10 to 12 guys out on the golf course. Um, you know, it's kind of a divide and conquer sort of deal where, the captain is either stationary and getting reports back from the vice captains or they just break it up or they're following a pod each kind of thing with some, whether it be advice, uh, ongoings or whatnot. Tiger in particular, in this particular year, I would think would be very much there, uh, maybe one step below or above a ceremonial role. Obviously, he's still recovering from that horrific car crash, but could obviously get around whistling straights in a cart fairly easily, um, but probably just would be good for the team room to have the big cat in attendance. And whether he's a vice captain or not, could definitely serve in that capacity um, as an ambassadorial, rah-rah, uh, yeah. respected yeah. mentor in the team room. I think that's right. So, no, it would be great to see him out there, um, you know, regardless of, of what capacity it is, as you kind of mentioned. Uh, but to see that uh, he's engaging with Stricker right now and kind of leading up to it there in September uh, is just good news to hear all around. So, uh, obviously, wishing Tiger well in his recovery and uh, hope to see him in Wisconsin uh, in September. So, uh, it's coming back around to Teal now. So, he is, uh, you know, studying the draft board uh, that uh, Scott has put in front of him here, making his second and third picks, back-to-back, picking on the elbow, uh, given that he is the number one overall pick here in our snake draft order. But give you an update here out in New Mexico uh, in the host. The New Mexico Lobos have jumped ahead of our Sooners, Jay Till. So Oklahoma dropped down to sixth right now at 10 under par. New Mexico just made a birdie to move ahead at 11 under par. So it is going to be it was, neck and neck. If it was the end today nine. or end right now, I should say uh, the Sooners would be out. So yeah, definitely going to be tight coming down the stretch there. You would expect the home host, right? The home team maybe have a little well. bit of advantage. Yeah, here, right? for sure. So no, and no shock to see you know, New Mexico up there. At least from a following it standpoint, it's good that for some reason it looks like those who were in the lead went out first because for example i noticed texas that tech they did that yesterday the, too yeah texas yeah. tech's in the lead and they are through holes uh 10 through 13 and that's the furthest anybody is along so we should know going into the last few holes uh where we need to get when it got where they need to get they being ou 
to advance out to Scottsdale. And man, you know, I, uh, you know, the plane tickets are booked for Scottsdale to go out there and watch OU and OSU would be a huge bummer if, uh, you know, we're falling around. Not that we don't absolutely love the Cowboys, uh, but to not have it uh, be a two-for-one special and get to follow around all of our favorite golfers for both schools, um, we need the Sooners to get it done here. We're going to segue back um, to picks in our Chalk Sports yeah, Fantasy intrigued. Golf tell me, tell Group me. with the 26th and 27th picks. I am taking Cameron Smith, the uh, – the mangy dog that he is, Kentucky waterfall, absolutely flowing. Maybe he's be doing in, some fishing down there, I bet too. Oh, yeah. for sure. He's be excited about South huge Carolina. fisherman. He's going to drop a line, probably catch a couple bonefish. Not sure what he uh, what they're biting on down there in Kiowa. So there's the uh, 26 pick overall. My second pick, Cameron Smith, and then right back with another one. Can't believe he's available. Give me Will Zalatoris. The Will guy is absolutely consistent. Third Most accurate driver out on tour. We don't know that because his stats aren't counted since he's an unofficial PGA Tour member. Still wild. Why not just bag a major as your first ever PGA Tour win, getting you absolute status out on tour for the next five years? Uh, Willie Zalatoris for my second pick here in the elbow of the snake solid pick so xander willie z i mean and cam smith that's a pretty good pretty good start schneid busters right there pretty absolute schneid busting threesome of xander cam and willie well the great thing about draft day and all sports j till is that it's filled with optimism Oh, everybody's everybody aware. loves their everybody's pick. Aware. Everybody got the guy that they were gunning for oh, top that's of their exactly board. Top of my board. So yeah, yeah, that's the great thing about draft day. Everybody is optimistic. Uh, again, on one of the many, many big screens here at Chalk, uh, Dustin Johnson uh, up there giving his press conference uh, after playing a practice round today. Looks good uh, at Kiowa Island. Handsome devil. Yeah, looks good. Kind of a what do you what do you call it? A hunter green, Absolute kind of a dark hunter dark green. green Absolutely yeah. felt. Well, I guess we have we've talked about fashion. Um, you know, that's one of the things that we always talk about I from a major championship. Much, to be honest, with what you, did you Keith? call that? The the schedule. There was some phrase for it as to what the guys were going to be later. Scripting. The scripting. The scripting. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. We will uh, we'll take a maybe a informal pause here shortly, and I'll I'll pull up some scripting and okay. kind of paint a picture for folks of what folks are looking at. But, uh, yeah, always interesting with fashion choices. I'm sure, given the South Carolina low country vibe, that there'll be some uh, South Carolina print. You know, they have that famous flag with kind of yeah, the palmetto, palmetto tree yeah, uh, yeah. and the moon. I'm sure we'll see a little bit of that classy look. Um, but we'll get back with you shortly on what is teed up on the, uh, the fashion front from some of our favorite golfers. All right, Jay Till, we're back here. We took a little break, right? Got some refreshments, uh, got some lunch, uh, finished off the fantasy draft. And so I guess maybe we should pick back up here, bud, and uh, kind of recap our five picks for the PGA Championship in the fantasy draft this week. And I'll, I'll, you, you have the dubious honor of number one overall pick, so I'll tee you up and let you go first, my friend. <clears throat> yeah, so where we left off, um, I had picked Xander with my first overall, with the first overall selection. Good pick, good pick. Did not get to pick again until the 26th and 27th picks. Cam Smith, Will Zalatoris, absolutely could not believe they were still available. I would have picked them even at two and three. And then uh, had to wait quite a bit again before picking up with the 52nd and 53rd picks. 
Went with the hot hand of K.H. Lee coming off the win last weekend in Dallas. And then uh, horse for course, definitely a home game uh, for our man Russ Henley, uh, who uh, was my fifth and final pick. So, again, Xander, Cam Smith, Will Zalatoris, K.H. Lee, and Russ Henley rounding out my squad. Keith, your selections, uh, if I have them written down correctly. I went with Bryson with your overall first pick. Ninth overall, yeah. And uh, then dropped down into uh, one of our favorite guys, Sung J M, with your second selection, followed by a couple of Englishmen, Paul Casey, and the one, the only, Team Rose, Justin Rose, uh, before rounding out with the All-American kid. He'll be decked out in American gear. That would be Gary <clears throat> Woodland. So, again, a recapping. Red, blue, yeah. A lot of red, white, and blue. Uh, recapping, we got Bryson, Sungjae, Paul Casey, Justin Rose, and Gary Woodland for your five-person squad. Wish you the best of luck, partner. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, I like your team slightly better than mine. So, I'm not going to lie here. But, uh, you know, we'll let the best man win, right? So, throw it out there. See how it all plays out. Again, you, if you wow. get four guys to make the cut, you're, you're in for. contention. That's all you, we're looking you, for. You know, the way that we structure it, you're in contention. But, you know, speaking of a team that's struggling to be in contention right now, Jay Till, let's head back out to Albuquerque, my friend. Um, Sooners running out of holes. Hate so, to see nine it. under right now. They're in seventh place, but uh, more importantly, they're four strokes out of a tie for fifth. Arizona State, New Mexico, the host uh, university at 13 under. Those two respective teams are through holes 13 and 14 right now, so about four holes to go depending upon their groupings. Uh, Sooners with a few more holes to go, right? They're in the 9 through 12 range with their uh, five uh, five guys that are out there on the course right now, but uh, something's going to have to happen in that uh, 13, 14, 15 range uh, to get the Sooners back in this thing. Uh, San Diego actually sandwiched in between um, Arizona State, New Mexico, and OU at 12. Well, you're, start, you're starting to see uh, folks go through that <clears throat> 9 through uh, 14 uh, and even 15, uh, some very birdieable holes. Nine's a <clears throat> very reachable par 5. Uh, number 12 is a short-ish par 4. 13's a bear at 508 as a par 4, but then you get another reachable par 5 in 14 and then a, and a drivable par 4 in 15. So Obviously, some of these squads that are going through those holes ahead of us are making those birdies, and so there is definitely a chance we could make a move. You kind of go down the five-man roster. We sent out Garrett Reban, Jonathan Brightwell, Logan McAllister, Big Quade Cummins, and then uh, Ben Lorenz, actually. Freshman, right? Patrick Welch got benched after a terrible first round, and they brought in Ben Lorenz. And uh, of our five guys, it looks like uh, four of the five are under par for the day. Uh, Logan McAllister having a tough one, shot a three over 39 on the front. That's not going to get it done. His score very unlikely to be counted, so we are going to be relying on that freshman to come through in a big way. Good to see Q get it turned around after a couple subpar uh, by far for him rounds in rounds one and two. And so, yeah, we're going to keep monitoring this down the stretch and probably have some – not probably. We will, we will have results out on our Twitter uh, at YSO Golf as things conclude at, uh, out in Albuquerque as we uh, start to sign off here from Chalk. But before we do, definitely going to bring in some of our illustrious, esteemed, esteemed 
contributors to the pod and maybe a couple of other new voices if time allows. But, you know, as much, you know, grief as we give our man Scooter Gerse, he's an absolute stalwart when it comes to making these things happen, whether it be the, uh, the golf draft that he has taken over from our man Ben Mason, uh, driving RVs through narrow two-lane roads, uh, putting together a golf match or two, almost knocking over the podcast table, is what you may have heard in the background there. Uh, nonetheless, always a joy to welcome to the program Mr. Scooter, Scott Gerse. Scott, uh, welcome to uh, this live pod. How are you always, today? Always great to be back on with you guys. Um, appreciate you. Always, always great to be back with you guys. Appreciate you having me on. Love, love a good Wednesday at Chalk with everybody. So yeah. Now, we just finished off our – that would be our third fantasy draft, right, because we did the, the, the Players' Championship uh, in March as well. So you sent out kind of a nasty email there right before draft time, right? So a couple of the guys that were going to be here kind of no-showed us, right? So you got yeah. to slap some guys around, kick some guys out. Like, you might have some open spots here pretty soon, You right? just got to wake everybody up, you know, just make part, sure. Part of the role I understand, you know, hey, you got a job to do. Maybe you got to take a client to lunch. Take, you know, make sure you just do it around it, you know. You can take the client. There's a Monday. There's Tuesday. There's Thursday. There's Friday. Yeah, a lot it turns of out, turns turns out, out they out set the schedule for these tournaments um, about a year in advance. <laughs> so uh, Give or take. Give or you, take. You might want to go ahead and just pencil in both Tuesday and Wednesday of major week and the, and the players, which is not a yeah. major, uh, into your calendar and just uh, not even leave it up to chance that you're not going to be available yet. Let's focus on the guys who are here, starting with yourself. Two things for you, Scoots. One, tell me the thing you're most excited about for this week's PGA Championship. Yes, folks, it is a major week. You may have heard. It is a major week. And then walk us through your five-man squad from uh, our recently completed fantasy golf chalk fantasy golf draft. So tell us about the PGA. What are you excited about, buddy? Man, I'm uh, good. I really like just the layout of this course. Um, The raised greens for me is just kind of fun. Kind of fun to see. Obviously, the just I love having it being it's major time. You know, I do think there's going to be some interesting names come Sunday. It's not going to be a chalk. Uh, the best golfers out there on Sunday. I think you're going to see some some of these hot hands, hot names that have been playing really well that uh, that aren't really there in the top ten, top fifteen names. So, um, but I do think. Uh, Two guys will be there. I think Jordan Spieth will be there, and I think Patrick Reed will be there. Um, and then I think it's going to be two kind of no namers or up and comers um, around the area um, around it too. So um, really excited about that. Uh, my five guys that I took. Obviously, I took Patrick Reed. Um, obviously, man crush. Couldn't believe he was available at 11. Um, he would have been available at 57. Out. Yeah. <laughs> you guys all missed out. Uh, I'm going Hatton uh, with my number two. I do think the boys across the pond are going to play really well here. Um, I Part think of my kind of some of the conditions maybe a little bit are, is kind of like how they play over there. Uh, windy, raised greens. I just say, you know, 
I really think somebody that's oh a little bit mature, um, got a leveled head, and can just do some things with the iron play is going to be somebody that's going to win this thing. Um, but uh, nevertheless, I went Lee Westwood with my third pick. My fourth pick, I went Matt Wallace. I just, for some reason, even in Man, my draft. you're heavy on the Euros. I, I, I am. Matt, and Matt Wallace is big for me, uh, even in my DraftKings lineup. So I just got a hunch there more than anything. And then with my last pick, fifth, which was uh, third to last pick of all the picks, I took, a, I took Ricky Fowler. Um, and the reason I took Ricky Fowler is because I have a mulligan in my back pocket that I can use on the cut line, which I probably will be using for Ricky Fowler. But Well, now, I fingers, think that Fingers crossed you don't have to. Don't Ricky, have to. Yeah. we're all just waiting for it to turn around. <clears throat> too talented of a guy, too much of a great personality um, to not uh, have the golf gods smile on him once again. And on top of that, Scoots, a very dynamic dresser, a guy willing to take yep. risks out there on a style. I'm a Puma guy. On the style front, and that's a great segue. We promised the listeners early on here that we would go through some scripting choices, and Big D Rick is pulling out an untucked look. I don't know if this is – it says Thursday right off the bat. Wow. An untucked uh, kind of button, uh, maybe a three-button down – that famous South Carolina Palmetto print yeah. for round one. So what about that, guys? Untucked shirt, Scoot. I, I know that, you know, I know it's tough. You know, you're kind of, you're, kind of you're, you're trying to get progressive, but you're a traditionalist. Your man, Big, your big D. Ree. Look, well, if, if, it's, if, if it's clothing number one on your body, it has to be tucked in. That's okay. the way okay. I look. Okay. I, okay. I would say that I would, I would favor an untucked golf polo over the joggers. Wow! Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I I'm not I'm not a fan this of that stuff. Showing hot, showing the ankle button stuff. I mean, it gets gets me all hot and bothered to see ankles let me, out let there. Let me I'm let not, you guys let me fan. let you guys collect your respective thoughts on those particular topics while I give you a few other hot and heavy style looks. Abe answer is going to be crispy, very chic, yeah. very crispy. A uh, black quail guy. Yeah. I had not heard he of it. that. He owns uh, it. Well, you know, he's an entrepreneur with the tequila branded hat. Yep. Among other things, uh, gonna cool look sharp. Logo. Gonna it's a look cool sharp. Uh, I'm especially Abe, interested be in careful, his bud. Friday gear. Abe Henry saying his goodbyes. Uh, hopefully, we'll see him very soon. Dude got uh, Scotty Scheffler at 36. That was a steal of a deal. I was pretty mad at Abe for that. Also, a steal of a deal is what our man, uh, the one, the only, uh, Dustin Johnson. He's trying to get a little bit more snazzy with his Adidas look. He is a little bit stale at times. The guy makes anything look good. Exactly. Uh, but look out for his Thursday shirt. Going to be kind of a mock, uh, mock no, blade, excuse me, blade collar, a nice green. Kind of coastal Carolina uh, very, colors, very right? Coastal, got the teal. Very, very, got the, very the dark. chill. Very yeah. chill. Looks good. Looks good. And then uh, we'll kind of round it out on the fashion front uh, with somebody who, you know, not all of us, uh, some like, some don't. Uh, putting is clearly an issue, but another Adidas guy, especially his Sunday vibe, uh, Colin Morikawa. 
trotting out. I don't want to call it camo. I'm not sure what to call that, mostly because the picture's not that great, but it certainly looks provocative, especially for a Sunday when he yeah. could be closing in on back-to-back PGA Championships. Start talking provocative again. So uh, there's a little bit of taste. Uh, for more on the scripting, Morning Read, Morning Read, R-E-A-D.com is a great place to find what all the guys will be wearing this week. And so just a little taste. But back to the, the hot takes. Tucked, untucked, joggers, no joggers. Tell us, tell us what your thoughts are, guys. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, it, these major championships is always a showcase for the guys, but more so the brands, right? So you, you see a lot of new stuff that kind of comes out. You know, you mentioned some of this camo kind of print. I saw a, uh, Jordan Spieth, right? Some of his Under yeah. Armour stuff kind of has a camo-ish print to it and stuff. I, I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, this may be a, a debate for another podcast, but I mean, untucked polo. Ricky Fowler, he's pushing the envelope, but uh, it's more than I like it more than the. Uh, Maybe a topic for another podcast based on the one o'clock meetings that both you and I have, and it's twelve fifty-two. Got about five minutes here. Scoots, we can't let you out of here without who is your pick? Yeah, yeah. To win, whether they be on your squad of the five man, on your DraftKings roster, who is ultimately in your mind going to be hoisting the Wanamaker come Sunday afternoon down in Kiowa? I really want to say Rory, but I'm not going to. I'm going to say Jordan Spieth is probably wow. That would be fun. Holding the trophy come Sunday afternoon, evening-ish. But, uh, yeah. Now, Scooter, you mentioned right before during the break we were talking on the pod, we've got about seven or eight spots left in the Dirty Birdies contest yep, right on DraftKings. So uh, throw guess a plug better, out guess there. Guess I better get in and, there. Yeah, we can we – can, uh, I was really trying listeners. to keep that quiet so JT would actually well, not get in. I mean, he's not going to finish in the money anyway, so we don't have to worry about him. So he's just building a pot for us at this point, Sky. But you, I'll, you I'll can, go ahead you can, and plug my guys in while you guys are talking. <laughs> you can find that link to join the contest on our website at fantasysportspros.com. Remember, that's pros with an E, P-R-O. SE. Scroll to the bottom, weekly pick segment, kind of an embedded uh, Excel file, but it has yep. the link. It'll take you directly to the DraftKings contest, but the podcast is up too, right, Scooter? The podcast so is up as yeah. well, and yeah, if you just, really if you search on Twitter, either on the Sports Pros or you know, mine, or who, you know, you can probably find the link and everything on Twitter as well. And so. what's your, your Twitter handle out At there, Scott? G 21 That's right, that's right. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, well Scooter, as always, brother, we appreciate you uh, herding these cats, uh, that it God, is the chore, the thankless America, job that is being the commissioner of a fantasy sports league. Uh, you're obviously the commissioner of our fantasy golf league, and we appreciate the time and effort that you put in there. And you're in forward, all our fantasy, Scott. Yeah, look, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> look forward to seeing the recap email this afternoon and then the inevitable smack talk that will stem from those emails. It's always a lot of Correct. fun. Correct. Can't wait to hear from Ty Beef. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, Scooter. Well, Jay Till, I think we're going to wrap it up here, uh, my friend. Again, it's 12.55 our time. Again, we'll be posting this a little bit later on, so we're live here, but not necessarily live when our listeners are getting this, but you mentioned some 1 o'clock meetings that we have, so I I will throw it to you for plugs for YSO Golf, my friend. So got to follow us at YSO Golf on Twitter. At YSO Golf on Twitter. We're going to be fast and furious. I'm going to be spending a decent chunk of the weekend with some absolute degenerates down at Cedar Creek, which means I'm going to be tied to I my hope we phone, come back alive from this. watching mm-hmm. the PGA Championship while I'm also tweeting. It's going to be, who knows what Scary. I'm going to put out there. Twitter really needs to let you edit tweets. I think that's something I we agree. need to get, to get to Jack, let him mull that over, but it's got to happen. At YSO Golf, find us there. Obviously a scenic, picturesque place down in Beaver's Bend. Jonathan W. Teal on Instagram is where we post all 
of the beautiful, beautiful visuals from out and about on the golf course. And I will be with you on this trip. Uh, again, I hope we come back alive this weekend, JC. Scooter's Alberto. on standby as a first alternate <laughs> in case right. somebody dies on the way down. Well, or it's like president and vice president. You I'm can't have everybody on together at once. Yeah, you, you got to keep them separated so somebody can take over if J.T. and yeah, I don't designated survivor, baby. So, but, uh, yeah, obviously you can check us out again at the on the web at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And don't forget, that is pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Signing off live here from Chalk on Wednesday afternoon, week of the PGA Championship. Looking forward to watching it all unfold this weekend. And in the interim, before the action all takes place uh, this weekend, uh, you can go out there and play some golf. Hopefully there's going to be some good weather here, right? So it's nice out there right now. It's, it's springtime in May, so going to be some rain. Uh, probably you'll have to fight off. But uh, We'll I, report back on the uh, the Twin Hills member guests that yes. were planning on taking the trophy home. That's uh, right. Scooter and I are going to be playing Oak Tree on Monday, too, so we'll uh, talk about that on the pod on Monday. People are starting sure. to ask if we actually have a real job. Yeah. I mean, for maybe a couple more weeks. So <laughs> I, don't know how. I got shouted from the uh, <laughs> Kelly, he's from just box. Do you have a job, Scott? Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's debatable at this point. We'll see how long that we can make it last, ladies and gentlemen. But, again, check us out, fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. Uh, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, get out there and enjoy the walk. Yeah.